Hey guys, uh, this is Jamari Fox here. So we love to talk, and apparently we talked for a good two hours last podcast. So this is the continuation part two. Uh, I hope you guys are ready for an amazing discussion and us keep on listening. Cool, thanks. Yeah, we really get into it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we did. Okay, so topic of the week. The reason that um, Miss Minnie is on my podcast this week, I had a conversation with her and I said to myself, Jamari, you should record this shit and throw it up as bonus material. It was so good. And I immediately called karaoke right after and karaoke was like, get her on. I don't care what you do. Get her on. <laughs> and I was like, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So when Miss Minnie said she would grace the amazing foxhole, I said, thank God. All right. So I have another great friend. Uh, her name is Spicy. Shout out to Spicy. Hey, Spice. We were having a conversation and she listened to my first podcast and she said to me, I really like that you didn't go in this thing where you had to announce your sexuality. You just said, you just had a conversation and you said men suck and you kept it moving as far as dating, whatever I was saying in that first podcast, I can't remember, but she was very happy that I didn't do the whole, so my name is Jamari. I like long walks on the beach and oh, guess what? I'm also gay. I just was like, whatever you know just say it like for me anyway my sexuality doesn't define me i am many parts and me liking dudes is just one part but i'm also filled with other things that i deal with you know i'm all i'm just a human and that's just one factor of it so me and miss minnie got into this amazing conversation about acceptance and one thing i've noticed within so we got into the conversation because i told her about the conversation we had with newt and the non-binary that whole non-binary conversation and karaoke and me that's going to be on our test casting that we're going to put off on patreon that entire conversation we were talking about just acceptance and i almost feel like many many gays or people, I, maybe I should say people. Many people are searching and yearning for acceptance. That now we've created all of these different uh, lives and boxes. People are so busy trying to be out of a box that they're actually in one. And they're just creating a bigger box. So and I know much that- more confusing box. Very confusing. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to the point where I'm like, I don't know, like, so, you know, with non-binary, someone just asked me, like, right after I got off the phone with karaoke, they hit me up and they said, uh, it's a straight, one of my straight friends, and was like, so someone wants to be addressed as he and her, or she and he, she, she, she and he or something, does that mean they're transgender? And I was like, no, transgender means it's just someone who is transgendered into um, the sex that they feel they are. So a woman or a man 
if it's a man, then they'll transgender into a woman. If it's a woman, they'll transgender into a man. So then it got into the whole non-binary thing. And I was like, um, and even though we had that conversation with Newt, I'm still left confused. So I want to ask, since this is the first podcast that we're having, that's live. Your thoughts, guys, on the whole acceptance and just people wanting to feel like they belong to something, maybe even if it's gays. How do you all, or straight, whatever. How do you all feel about that? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I know karaoke has a mouthful. (laughs) You're just like, I'm stewing in it. You know, the sad (laughs) thing is that, you know, and while I respect everyone and everyone's identity or everyone's desire for whatever their identity, they want their identities to be, um, Mm -hmm. what's sad is that you, they people spend so much time trying to demand respect for something that they've just created within themselves right that they can't even explain the actual reason as to why they've created this to even help someone understand where they're coming from you shouldn't right. have had um and and again, I, with all due respect, but you have someone that comes on that explains, you know, their gender or lack of or non-binary or whatever they choose to be. But yet you still don't understand what it is. And so I find that a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are like no one is really being creative in terms of trying to be different. You know, it's, oh, I heard this. It sounded good. I felt like that person was unique when they said that they were non-binary, when they said they didn't have a gender. Now, I'm going to do the same thing. But once you do that and then 10 other people follow suit, this is no longer, new you know, unique. And no, it's not. I feel like it takes on a whole other meaning when we, um, and now I'm going to say with people of color, when people of color have spent decades and centuries fighting to be considered human and to be considered and respected as people, as men, as women, and not as it, they, that, or whatever it is. And now zero, right? And and or and now all of a sudden it's in high demand that I want to be considered it, they, that, zero. You know, like it's like it, people it's like are trying so hard to be themselves. Yeah. It's they're trying to erase themselves, yet they want to be the center of attention. And to me, it just really goes to a lot of people still do not know who they are. They still lack a self identity and they definitely lack self acceptance um, and, and a high level of self worth. You know, because once you have instilled in you a high level high enough level of self-worth you know who you are you know your purpose in life you know what drives you you don't need acceptance from the outer world um not to say that people's opinions don't matter about you know don't matter to you because they always will because we're human but the greater world won't matter to you when you know who you are and you know your place and your value in this world and that's right. why, like, for me, 
I'm like, I just find, so the big thing back a couple years ago was, oh, such and such has come out the closet. Oh, such and such has come out the closet. Oh, such, honestly, it's really not that big of a deal because at the end of the day, there are so many gays out here who have come out the closet or who are going to come out the closet. You're not special, a special snowflake because you came out of the closet. Right. You know what I mean? Because so many other people are gay. So it's almost like people just like going off of what Miss Minnie said, people just want to feel like, oh, I'm special. I'm this, I'm that. You're not, you're really not. Because right. now you've kind of, you're just bringing attention to something that other people are doing. And I guess my my biggest thing, I understand not wanting to be discriminated against. I want to be able to do the exact same things that any heterosexual white male can do. If exactly. he has the right to do it, I want to do it too. If he can get married, if he can vote, if he can drive, if he can, whatever it is. Um, because that seems to be like the defining standard of this country is heterosexual white males get what they want. Um, if I can do the same things that that guy can do, then I'm good. I don't need to identify to you who I prefer to have sex with. I don't need to identify to you what gender I prefer to be. I don't want to discuss what sex I have. I, I just want to be able to do all the same things. So unless someone is saying, if you are non-binary um then there's this whole world that's closed off to you then i'm good but like if there's a bathroom available for me to use then i'm good i just want to poop i don't really care <laughs> where i do it um and i don't understand and now again like this is not it's not my struggle i am not wrestling with any issues of gender identity or anything like that so I, there could I'm definitely biased um, in my own world, but the, I don't understand why people fight so hard for acceptance when I'm not sure that anyone was excluding them. Right. Right. So like, I don't remember right. any big, like, I mean, there was the whole big bathroom debate, um, but other than like, I've never heard, you know, like, oh, well, you're transgender, so you can't vote. Um, like, I don't, I, I don't like you can't eat in this restaurant because you don't know if you're a boy or a girl. I don't remember that big debacle that made everyone want to come out of the closet and now get on this non-binary bandwagon. And it confuses me why you would choose to identify as they or as yeah. in it or as because i'm just like that's to me that's just like a lack of a choice like you're fighting so hard to be identified but identified as what like who are you what are you saying that you are and why do you think that you are that i don't i have so many questions that and i don't even know where to begin asking them and i don't know if there are any good answers but and i don't know that i've ever spoken to anyone who's going through this like change transgender battle internally who's ever been able to be like this is my thing and i'm like oh now i get it i feel like every time i have that conversation i'm just more confused well you know what i feel like with the transgender community they already know who they are because they're saying i feel like a woman so 
I'm going to go in that direction. But what does feeling like a woman mean? Um, I guess for them, you know, they just feel like they're trapped in the wrong sex. So they feel like they are, so a male who feels like he's more in touch with the, his feminine side, I guess. I'm, I, again, respectfully, I don't know any transgender, so I don't know their struggle, but from what I've heard or from what I've witnessed, they just feel like they're women. Like the gentleman feels like he is a full-blown vixen on the inside. So he wants to be that person. Um, for me, that's them. But when it comes to the pronoun crew, that's when I'm like, huh? Like with, so when we had a conversation with Newt, mm-hmm. Newt said, oh, I woke up today and I, it felt like a boy day. And then, you know, tomorrow it might feel like a girl day. And I'm just like, okay. But, but yeah. you know, a part of, a part of when I hear people say things like that, um, and, and not necessarily Newt, but you know, whomever, to me, what it sounds like is that this generation is so resistant to stability and so mm. resistant mm. to um, any type of any level of conformity that they they don't want to identify as one thing in particular or be one thing in particular or do anything in particular because they don't want to be uh, because they have a hard time being stable. And I think mm. that instability goes far beyond their gender and uh, and who they identify with. And I don't think that many people understand that. I think that many people struggle with a lot of mental health issues and because they don't understand mm. their mental health issues or they don't want to acknowledge that they have a, a history probably with, you know, a lot of trauma, because let's just be honest, in the gay, lesbian community, bisexual, queer, questioning, whatever, you know, we want to identify ourselves as, there is a, a high percentage of, of uh, trauma. And, and on top of the high percentage of trauma, there's a high percentage of people of undealt with trauma. Um, because to deal with your trauma means you have to first acknowledge that your trauma exists and that it is impacting your life in a negative way. And so I think that people don't want to, people don't want to have to accept anything because that way they don't have to be stable. They don't have to be, when they change their minds, they don't have to worry about people questioning why they changed their minds. So they've, so in my opinion, if they feel like, well, I don't have to say that I'm, I'm, t I'm a lesbian. I don't have to say I'm a lesbian because when I decide that I want to go and be with a man, then I don't want the stigma that people have put on me saying, well, I thought you were a lesbian. I oh, agree. you're not a lesbian all of a sudden. Oh, you, no, you nasty. You sleeping with men too. And it's just uh, like right. we in society have made it so hard for people to be, for people to be confident and comfortable in their own skin. And with that, compo that component mixed with people 
coming up with trauma backgrounds and already not knowing who they are and already not accepting of who they are and not knowing their own worth and their own identities. They don't, nobody wants to be, to say, I'm this and I'm sticking to it because there's just so much hate going around that it's just like, well, if I don't have to conform and I don't have to say that I'm this, then you don't have to question me. If I just say that I do whatever, I feel whatever, I'm free, then you can't say that I said that I was one way or another way because I said that I'm free and I'll do whatever I want to do. But it just, it all has to do, it has to also do with just not wanting to be stable. I, so. Or not, not, no, not wanting to be stable, not being able to, um, or understanding or never having learned how to be stable in, in some way, shape or form. And you see it not even just with their sexuality or, you know, who they want to identify as in gender, you see it with their work ethics, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, in 20, 30 years, we won't have any doctors because everyone's going to be on YouTube or doing some other right. type of jobs that have nothing to do with settling down and getting an education. You know, no one wants to stick to choose something and stick with it. They're yeah. like, you know, honey, there's a pole sticking through my ribs. Just go on YouTube and just find out how we could get that removed with, you know, some forks and spoons. Um, For me, uh, so years ago, you know, I, I'm in the life that I live. I am a bottom. So that's what I've chosen to be. That's what I feel comfortable with. That's what I want to do. And I just remember on my website, folks would come on and they'd be like, well, no, you don't need to be a bottom. You need to be in, in my, in foxhole language, that's a fox. Uh, you need to be, you know, a hybrid. You need to be a verse. You need to be out here, you know, just doing whatever. You need to be free. Labels are, you know, constrictive and you don't need to have a label. You need to just be free. And I'm like, well, dude, I don't want to, I am free. I'm telling you what I am. And that's just how it's going to be. That's what I feel comfortable with. All of a sudden, so everyone at that moment was free. Everyone was just doing their own thing. And now all of a sudden, people now are trying to put themselves in a box of this is who I am and this is what I want to be addressed as. So it's almost like it, it, people just don't know who they are. And that's the problem. It's like they're trying to find acceptance from each other, but we're all confusing each other because now we've got this term and that term you know uh what's her name um the girl from pose she said that she's not transgender she goes by pronouns and i'm like well but i thought you were transgender so now it's pronouns so now you want to be he she but i thought you you know transitioned from being a man to a woman so now like what is going on like sam smith Sam Smith, he always came off to me as someone who was lost. And now he's like, well, you know, I just want to be addressed as pronouns now. But Sam Smith is just acting like a really feminine gay man. So I don't understand what you're talking about. You want to be they, them, and it. Is that just meaning that you're feminine? Because you could just say, oh, I'm gay and feminine. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's all this extra but for what? It's because like, that's what that's what what's in all of a sudden. Everyone wants to be uh, the them, oh, they, him, 
uh, it or whatever. Everyone wants it's, to be nobody. It's India Moore. India Moore, by the way, from Pose. That's what she said. Okay. Um, and I don't understand why you would fight so hard to be nobody. And that's, isn't that crazy? Because I think to, to me, them like- that... To them, they think that makes them somebody. They and, and the somebody that they think it makes them is they think it makes them unique to say. And they think that it makes them stand against the uh, against the odds. It they it makes them different from the average person who is male, female, gay, bi, lesbian. Um, so they're superheroes. And so for them, they it's different. I want to be different. But they want to be so different that they're now not different because everyone is they, it, zero, whatever. And I guess the thing that I, that like at the core, what what really just confuses me is so he has a penis and she has a vagina. And I don't see what's wrong with that. So if you are a very feminine boy or a very masculine girl, I don't understand why that needs to change what pronoun people use to define he has a penis, she has a vagina. Like that's what they've meant for forever. Why do you need to change that? How does that affect your self-esteem at all? Because you go by they, like if, if you're a girl, if you have a vagina and like, I don't really, I wear, I wear pants a lot. I prefer to wear pants. Um, I don't wear makeup. I, except, except for when I'm wearing a wig, I don't do a whole lot with my hair. I'm not particularly what I would consider feminine or a typical definition of feminine, but I don't feel like that makes me less of a she because I have a vagina. Like I'm, I'm a girl. It is what it is. And whether I like other girls and if I'm in sneakers or heels, I still have a vagina. I'm still a girl. I'm still a she. And I don't understand why people are fighting so hard against not against be, like having a vagina and not being a she or having a penis and not being a he. Like, I don't understand what that does in your brain that makes you feel like that's going to make you be more accepted in society. Well, there was an actress who is currently pregnant and she... Um, said that she is going to let her baby pick its own gender. In my opinion, that's very dangerous because it's like, again, your newborn is going to either come out with a dick or a vagina. Or both. Or both, depending. So you're going... So you're just going to let this child pick its own gender. Like I am going to be a girl, but I have a penis. Like that's, that's very dangerous to me because there's a lot of stars right now, like Charlize Theron and Megan Fox and pink that are saying, I'm just going to let my child pick their own gender. But to me, okay, your child could be seven years old today your son could be seven years old and feeling feminine today. And by teenage years, he's like, I'm a boy. You know what I mean? I'm going to school. I'm a boy. This is how I feel. Like, it was funny hearing Megan Fox say, well, you know, the kids are, I, I think she was saying something along the lines of the kids are picking on my son. Cause da, da, da. Well, yeah, because they're, they're in their world. And now this 
child is coming into their world and saying, oh, well, I'm a boy, but I'm a girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of giving them confusion too, because it's like, what? And then at the core, it's- children don't understand all of that. All of this nonsense, let me not say nonsense. I am going to say nonsense because it's nonsense to me, in my opinion. All of this nonsense where people are trying to change what, you know, genders and things like that. Now, what I do understand is I understand where somebody might feel like they literally have been born into the wrong body. A girl might be born and she feels like I am a boy. I am a boy. And she's felt that way from just almost infancy or birth, you know, just coming up when she hit two, three, she's just despised anything feminine that I do. I can understand that. Um, But what I don't understand is if you really don't want to be transgender, but you just don't want to be considered any gender that that makes no sense. You know, because at at the end of the day, you don't let a child choose their gender because their gender is based on their 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 genitals, their sexual reproductive system. That's how you determine the sex of a child. Now, if a child grows up and they're like, oh, I want to be, I, you know, I want to be gay or I want to be a lesbian or I want to be bisexual or, you know, then that's one thing that's still not changing their gender. That's just changing their sexual orientation. And that's a choice. Okay, guys, hold on. We got to stop here just for our sponsor break, but we'll be back right after. Stay tuned. Does anyone know how this started? Like, it just, it, it's all, it looks like it just came out of nowhere. So I don't know that it, so there are, um, there are stories that in other cultures, um, like in a lot of like Indian cultures, there are gods who are kind of, uh, non-sex, I guess. They're not male mm-hmm. or female. Um, so mm-hmm. it's not so much that it's a thing that just started being a thing. I think it's just that people have started making a big deal out of it. Um, mm. And I don't... And so there's like, you know, your gender is different from your sex. And so from your sex, you're a, you're a male or a female and your gender is different. And I don't know what the difference is Um I'm pretty sure that I could ask the Google, but that would lead down a whole rabbit hole that would just, on the other end of it, I would just be more confused. Um, But I don't understand why there are, like, these, these gender roles. Like, there's no reason why a boy can't wear a dress and still be a boy. Right. And that's the thing that confuses right. me about people who are like, oh, I'm going to let my, my, my newborn choose their own gender i'm not gonna say that it's it's a it's whatever like that's not a thing like if you had a baby with a penis you had a boy if that boy happens to like pink so the fuck what if that girl wants to play football so the fuck what like you had a boy or a girl there are no mystery babies there's um you know it's only one or the other it's a 50 50 shot and so we maybe could have more conversation um, that would actually work towards equality between men and women and in the current climate of, of equal pay for equal work um, that would actually be more equalizing. What's, what makes 
a, what makes a man a man like do you are you really defined by how well you perform in bed or how much money you make and as a woman do you really have to wear four inch pumps everywhere wear a short skirt in order to get a promotion like let's talk about those things that define these gender roles and then stop doing them but i don't understand the need for the are you a boy are you a girl no i'm a he she i'm a it they whatever i don't and then, and then that's reversing I, the whole thing about teaching our children and people just learning to be who they are and accept themselves as is. Because like you said, karaoke, you can be a boy and like pink and want to wear a tutu. That doesn't mean that you can't still be a boy. Right, you know, right. or you could be a girl and play football and play basketball. That doesn't mean that you're not a girl just because you choose these things. Like we have to people have to be taught and learn that you that it is okay to just be yourself and to be, be who you are and yes. you are enough but we but society has just made it well people in society have just made it have just made so much uh so much drama and so much hate out of um you know just personal biases that people are just scared to be who they are and that's sad because one of the things too that I feel people need to stop doing, stop putting these huge, this huge weight on someone being gay or someone being bisexual. Like, it's almost like, who cares? Like, that's the problem too. It's making these things such a big deal when they're really not. Right. Like, he's gay. Okay. He's bisexual. Okay. She's gay. Okay. She's bisexual. Okay. She likes dudes, but she more so weighs towards women. Okay. Like, who cares? Because right. there's so many other people doing this in the world that it's not a big like it's not a big thing it's not like an alien came down from space and just brought his whole family and was like we're now here to you know uh repopulate in our own community right. people just want to be different to get acceptance but they're really just the same and no one cares so you've been accepted already like do you need someone to say we accept you for you because it almost feels like people and i'm not gonna lie to you the talk of mental health and mental illness with all this is concerned is always the whisper behind it. It seems, and you know, no disrespect, but it just seems like it's coming from a place of mental illness rather than a place of just being mentally well, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's just a whole nother topic. You know, that's just this mental mental health and mental illness altogether um, is just a very, it's just a, a larger topic that is a very sensitive because as you know, in not only just in general, but in mostly um, communities of color, people don't even want to acknowledge mental health right. um, as an issue. There, you know, there's always been just a huge stigma on mental health and, um, and in getting in going to counseling and realizing that there are just some things that are out of your control. Now, let me ask you both this. If your child came to you and said, mom, I'm deciding that I'm going to be they to, I just want to be just, I want to be they, I just want you to address me as they, them and it. 
That's it. How would you feel? I would be fine because would I would act. I would want them to. I would to let my child know that is fine if that's what you choose to be. But I need you to explain to me what that means, right? And why right. you're choosing that, and how are you going to be seen in this world as as an object and not a human? Ooh, that's a good one. I would say the same thing too. And then I'd say, so when it comes time to check the boxes for, for paperwork, what are you checking? You checking both? Are you checking male, female? Are you, you know what I mean? Cause the government and the people that are going to want to pay you, they want to know who you are. So who are you, you know, and there's no checkbox for male, female, other. So what are you that day that you, you're filling out the paperwork, you feel like a girl, you're, you're picking female because at the end of the day, they're going to be thinking you're a girl. So that's another conversation too that I would be having. And I feel like at some point in the future, there really will be boxes that say male, female, and other. But I still am just going to want a definition of what the heck is other. Like, what does mm -hmm. that even mean and I just I feel like we're in a, a society now or in a like a climate now where in the goal of not excluding people or or including people any crazy thing that people come up with somebody's like yeah okay we have an umbrella for that okay we can you can you can come under our wing and and you'll be protected but I feel like at some point somebody and I don't know who needs to put their foot down and say enough is enough with this foolishness. Yes, I like, agree. And just I agree. And not just accept everything. Sometimes crazy is just crazy. Yep. And we need I to agree. talk about the crazy and not just accept whatever nonsense people come up with so nobody feels excluded. Like it, it's I, just the, it's yeah. and 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 then, and then don't mm -hmm. And then don't snap at me because I addressed you because you came to me. I'm seeing you as a woman and you're getting mad because you're non-binary and you're like, well, I am not a woman. I am. Why are you getting so angry? I don't even know you. Why are you snapping at me? You know what I mean? Like we just met for the first time. I don't know that. So, and that's what a lot of non-binary people unfortunately do. They get so in their feelings and it's like, dude, literally just met you the first time don't know who you are don't know your life explain yourself to me and then i can it's one thing if you explained it and i consistently kept doing it i don't know you or you know what don't explain it because i don't care um <laughs> honestly like and not and i don't mean that in a rude way like seriously as an employer i want you to come to work and do your job I don't care if you feel like you're a male or a female or if it's different on tuesday than it is on friday I don't care. Come do your job. As my friend, I want you to hang out with me. I want you to laugh with me. I want to have some conversations with you. And that has nothing to do with if you're a boy or a girl or this or that or whatever. I don't care. So you don't explain feeling like a girl Just, today. Right. Right. So, I mean, if we're going to hang out, if you want to wear a dress one day and pants the other day, and now you have short hair and, and now you're thinking of, you have like a bald haircut, but you're wearing full eye makeup. I don't care. Like, just be a cool person. Be a person that I have something in common with. We can get along. And that's all I need to know. I don't need you to explain the whole, all of your gender identity. I, I don't care. Just be a cool person. I agree. 
I think that's the problem. People are just not trying to be cool people. They're just trying to be these, you know, special snowflakes that they're coming with labels and 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 baggage and all this other stuff. And you're like, okay, I, I just want to hang out and, you know, just chill. Right. Yeah. Or, like, I don't, I don't know. Know. But groups are needed. You know, categories are needed because that helps to keep society and keep people in society to a degree organized. You know, sometimes you need groups and categories to help to create frameworks for how to function and how to exactly. address people. So whereas categorizing and grouping people can be seen as a negative thing to some degree, in other, in other ways, that's how the world has really been ran. And that's how it, that's what's helped us all to really figure out different paths in life. You know, because you have some unique categories to create structure. And well, I, I mean, fully agree, but at what point does too much categorization become a problem? Well, now, this is too much. <laughs> right. We have jumped over the line. We, we, we have passed the line. The fact that people, people have fought so hard to be seen, people of color, or people who minorities have fought so hard to be seen and respected as human beings for people right. to now ignore centuries of history to turn around and now want to be considered objects, you know, right. it makes like no something sense. You buy from the store. It makes no or, sense. Now you don't want to be seen or respected as a human. You want to be seen and respected as, as a group of people in your one person. They is more than one person. You are just one person. Because when you say they, oh, my, oh, they come in. And you're like, oh, okay. You're thinking like four people are coming. No, it's one person. Just one person coming through the door. Because they, they now, they just want to be addressed as they. And it's like, they, so you, you want to be addressed as a group of people, apparently. It may, like, it's really confusing. And honestly, you know, hopefully we can have, um, someone who is non-binary and maybe even nude again come back on because it just really it needs to be discussed because it's just something that has got all of us lost and now we're we now like I would hate for for me to meet someone and then they're coming at me and they're saying oh I just want to be addressed as they so now I have to reprogram my mind to 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 speak to them that way while fucking up because I'm used to speaking to them well, let's say someone I know. I'm used to speaking to them of addressing as he or she. Now you want to be they, 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 it, 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 them, them, them. Okay, cool. Then two years down the line, you're like, you know what? I was bored with that. I'm back to being a man or woman. So now I got to reprogram my brain to call you he. Like, stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. And I don't want to, um, and for, I don't want to seem like this is all I'm, unwilling to change everything that you're doing is stupid certainly and if there are any listeners who are on their non-binary journey or whatever um i i'd love to talk to them i have questions i would like somebody to actually have an explanation that makes sense um that's that doesn't sound like I woke up this morning and just decided to do something different. And this is what it is. And I don't think, and I've, so I like, um, like Minnie said, I understand 
you were born with a penis, but you feel like you shouldn't have been. You feel like you should have been born with a vagina. I understand that. I don't understand the, I'm kind of nothing. I'm kind of in between. I'm nothing and everything. I don't understand that. And I'm happy (laughs) to have that conversation with someone who can help me understand. So this is not intended to be non-binary bashing. It's just, I don't get it. And if that's your journey, please come on this podcast and explain this to me. And see, that's the thing. Like, everyone is so sensitive nowadays. They're like, oh, my God, I feel like you've hurt me by just talking about this. No, it's a question and people are confused. Like, it's very ignorant for people to get offended because someone doesn't understand something. That drives me crazy. Like, I don't understand it. Explain it to me. And I feel like, I honestly feel like the only, the the only explanation that can come of that, it will not go any further than I just don't want to be put in a group. I'm an individual. I'm unique. I want to be who I want to be. If I wake up and feel like a woman, I want to be a woman and I want to be respected as a woman. If I wake up and feel like a man, then I want to be respected as a man. And I want to be able to go out into the world and be myself freely without any judgment. The reality is, is that that is the only explanation that I believe anyone can give with regards to being non-binary. And to me, that that doesn't help me to understand it. Because even at, I mean, that's just, I mean, well, I can understand that. That doesn't change what people are going to, how people are going to view you because people are individuals and people are biased and people are prejudiced and people are hateful. And then some people are loving and kind and accepting. You're going to always get those people, no matter where you go, you will not create a world or make that big of an impact in this world to where you will be accepted by everyone and loved by everyone. You're just not going to do that because you can't control other people. And that's just, and it, and just that's just that. I think that's the problem. People want to be accepted by everyone. So they choose these different boxes to be in only confusing other people and then confuse. And then that leads to people not accepting them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for me to just say, hey, guess what? I'm me. I'm black. I'm gay. I'm cool. I don't wear my sexuality on my sleeve as others do. I'm just a regular black gay male. Or That's how it. about, hi, I'm Minnie. The end. Right. End of story. Right. That, yes. Hi. That's what I was that, saying. And that's yes. how I live. And honestly, that is just how I live my life. Hi, I'm Jamari. That's it. It's not, hi, I'm Jamari. I'm gay. And I need you to understand that. And I need you to understand this. Like, that's, I, I don't, like, for me, I don't give a fuck about people's sexualities or well, unless the dude, I'm interested in the dude. That's a whole nother story. But I'm not interested in that aspect. I'm interested in you being cool, loyal, respectful, fun. That's it. Right. That That's just how I grew up. And maybe because I'm not from this country, I grew up a little bit differently. So that's just how I want that. That's just how I've been taught to meet people. Hi, this is who I am. My name And then you get to know me and we get to know each other. This is why I have friends for a majority of years because I just introduced myself as me. It wasn't like a lot of people like to wear their sexuality on their sleeve. That's the first thing that you need to know about me. I'm gay and you need to respect me. Uh, Okay. (laughs) But you're an asshole. 
you're an asshole on the side. <laughs> like you're not trustworthy. You're catty. You're you're pretentious. Like that's no. You know what I mean? And that's what makes things really hard nowadays. Like people don't introduce themselves as, hey, I'm me. They introduce themselves as, hey, I'm me, plus all my baggage. And this is what I want you to accept me as. That's the problem. And once we figure that shit out and just get back to that, life will be great. Or at least we can we can move on. (laughs) Yeah. I think if we could, you know, if we have we have males and we have females for purposes of identification and then for purposes of anything else we're just recognized as humans and we're all treated the same as humans Agreed. regardless of everything else Agreed. you know like could you imagine you're out and about and you get let's say you get a phone call someone broke into your home m- murdered your cat and raped your grandmother not the cat Oh my God! And they they don't identify as they identify as an it or a zero. When you go and give a description to the police or Ooh, whomever saw one. that, what description are you going to give? Well, they were an it. It it was it was, it was a, a black zero. it. I don't know what it was. It was a black zero. No, you're going to give the description. You're giving a physical description. It was right. it was a five foot nine mixed race female right with uh right. you know a six foot two uh male counterpart and they wore x y and z no one cares about what they identify themselves as we're we want to know what did they look like when you initially go based uh, describe a person you're describing their physical attributes and that's right. it and if they're right. in between you say an androgynous person because everyone knows what androgyny is. Everyone accepts it. Well, you know, society accepts what it is and the meaning and would know what you mean when you say androgynous person. Right. Okay. As as, and even for and androgynous it. people, and I would think that that's, if I could not immediately identify someone like Newt, um, if I saw Newt's face, I would say that Newt has an androgynous face. But once I saw Newt's body, I'd say, oh, that's a girl. Right. Okay. Right. And that's just how, and that's how we, that's how we identify people as, whether right. they like so it or if they I don't. Need to be, yeah. If I'm, if that, if I'm describing that suspect to the police, if I need to describe that as a, a five foot nine female with a short dark hair and a long blonde beard, then it is what it is. But okay. like, I mean, yes, the physical descriptors. We need, and that's as it, so we we keep the male and female for physical descriptors. Everything else, it doesn't matter. Like you're just a person. It doesn't matter who you who you love and if you how you feel on the inside. And <sighs> I think that's why a lot of gay males. You know, for me, I know, like I've met. I can hang with a lot of straight males only because I don't. And no disrespect to anyone, but for me personally, I don't meet them as, hi, I'm Jamari, I'm gay, and I'm different, so you guys are going to have to respect me. I don't do that. I just, hey, what's going on? And just shoot, start shooting the shit. And then, Just and, getting all of that out the way right. and just shooting the shit. And then, you know, they get, like, people just get comfortable. They shouldn't get comfortable with the fact that you're gay and they need to be a certain way of course many straight males are going to have a resistance like okay well he's different let me you know i can't 
I can't speak to him the way I'd speak to my straight other straight male counterparts. They're automatically going to do that because they've done that. But it's never been like disrespect where they're like, oh, exclude him. I'm always welcomed anywhere because I just bring me. And that's it. Yeah. And I don't feel like you should have to identify or you should feel compelled to identify yourself as anything other than like we said before your name so you should not feel the need to tell me up front your sexuality or your gender identity none of that needs to be exposed any more than I would feel the need to come up and tell you hi my name is karaoke I am a heterosexual female I wouldn't describe myself like that so why do you feel like you need to put all of that on me Right. right, And then the bulk of acceptance doesn't come from you demanding it. The bulk of acceptance and respect comes from you earning it and you being a kind person, mm. you being a genuine person, not what right. your sexuality mm. is and who you demand to respect that. Because that is, that's, for me, that's a false sense of respect, you know, and, and people, even if you are a kind, genuine person, there are some people who still won't respect you when they find out, you know, your gender or your, not your gender, but your sexuality, whether that mm-hmm. is gay, bisexual, in between, or whatever you want it to be. But those people, that's, but then that becomes those people's issue, not yours. But right. for the bulk right. of people, respect and acceptance comes from you just being a kind person in general. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. about how you function and how you present yourself to the world through action. Absolutely. You know, it's the purity of it all. That is what is at the heart of things. Very true. Guys, this discussion this week was was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed that. It feels good to be able to just be honest about things. You know, there's a lot of people that'll probably hear it and get insulted. But it's almost like I want to tell people, you kind of just need to put your big boy or girl panties or drawers on and get with the program. Not everyone is going to say something that you that you are going to like. People have opinions. And we've gotten to this point now where we're not allowing people to be opinionated and say what they need to say. They have to say, oh, God, well, let me not say that because I'll get canceled by you know, Twitter or whatever social media group. And it's almost like, well, now you're being fake. Now you're being someone who isn't honest and not going to tell the truth. And then I have to ask those people, do you want people to cater to you? Because if they're going to cater to you, they're going to lie to you. So they're not going to be honest with you. And then you're going to be out here looking stupid. So I need people to just accept others. I mean, there's disrespectful and then there's just opinionated. There's people that say things that hurt people's feelings and then there's people that are just saying things because they don't understand or that's just who they are you know what I mean like I just feel like all of this policing people for what they say is ridiculous and I don't want to get into that kind of podcast I always want to be someone who's just honest and if I don't understand something I'm always going to say respectfully I don't get it but it's never to be malicious like I don't write things to be malicious I don't say things to hurt people's feelings and I you lovely ladies don't do that either but that's the world we live in, unfortunately. So it is sad, but you know, you want people to tell their truth, but then when they tell their truth, you're 
confused. You're bashing them for it. It's very contradicting to me. Anyway, uh, so we're now at the end of the podcast. It's a long one, <laughs> but it was a good one. It was full of great conversation. So, Miss Minnie, at the end of every podcast, we do something where we talk about our obsessions of this week, things that we like, things that we did, things that we saw, things that we ate. You know, uh, do you have any obsessions this week, something that you enjoy that you want to share? This week, I don't have any new obsessions other than, um, and I'm actually about to go have it right now, my my apples and cashew, my cashew nut butter. It's apple and cashew butter? Uh-uh. So it's just, you know, sliced apples. And then I have oh. this cashew butter. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, because that, that sounds like an interesting combination of like a salty sweet thing. Um, because I've had apple butter and I've had cashew butter. There's something called um, apple butter. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Apple butter is good. You are it's missing so good. out. Yes. Where did I sell that at? <laughs> the store? Well, duh. <laughs> so I thought that you meant that it was like a combination, like all together in one jar. And I'm like, oh, where'd you get that? <laughs> oh, no, but oh, no, but it's so good, you know, because I love the sweet apples. And so I really love Honeycrisp. That's my favorite apple, but they cost so much. Um, yes. You know, four apples of Honeycrisp are like $15. And mm-hmm. so I what? go to the next best crazy. here in Maryland. That's ridiculous. But so I go to the next best, which are the Fuji apples because they're sweet, too. Um, and then I just, you know, dip them in cashew butter and they are so good. They don't sell any of that out here at art. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I'd probably have to go to like a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods. They would definitely sell it there. Yeah. Now the bodegas I um, I shop at, no, they don't give us that luxury. It's either you just get either a red delicious apple or a green one. Pick one. Yeah, the um, (laughs) there's a it's like a Whole Foods type of store here, and uh, it's called the Fresh Market. Oh Um, yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, they have a whole apple display. Um, and there's anytime you go into that store, there's at least five varieties of apples. And usually it's more. Um, and the Honeycrisp apples are also my favorite. And they, I've actually also seen it at Walmart, though, where they have apple juice that's made specifically from Honeycrisp apples. Oh, really? And mm. oh my Gosh, it is to die for. The first time I saw it was a couple of years back. It was about five years ago. um, And Walmart had, it was around um, either Thanksgiving or Christmas. And they, so they have the the aisle that they do of the seasonal stuff Mm -hmm. or the holiday stuff. And they had these apple juices, but they were made from specific apples. So they had the Honeycrisp apple juice and they had um, like a Granny Smith apple juice and whatever. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I just bought a couple of varieties because I was just like, it's a novelty. Like, it's cool. I'll try it out. But then mm. I brought the honey, the honey crisp juice. And I was like, what is this? And ever since I've been looking for it and it's very hard to find. And like you said, the honey crisp apples are so expensive, yeah. um, but so, so worth it. If I can like squeeze it into my budget for that week, sometimes I'm just like, I just need to be like, I want some fruit, but I don't need to spend a million dollars on fruit. Right. So I just get whatever apples. But when I'm feeling like splurging, honey crisp is definitely the way to go. I fully agree with you. So, yeah, so, you know, that's just a treat that I like, and I'm going to have some shortly. I'm going to have to try this stuff, y'all. Sheesh. <laughs> well, because, you know, I, I, you know, I went vegan um, the end of last year. 
And so I'm trying to do more, you know, making sure that I eat less processed foods and have more whole foods in my diet. Um, You know, so. My hand is raised. (laughs) Um, I'm so mad. Why did you choose to be vegan? Well, so I was pescatarian for nine years. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um, like, I literally, like, I have no deep reasons for why I do many of the things that I do. I literally went to sleep one night and I, the whole night I dreamt of being that I needed to be vegan and it was just, it was embedded in me. And so I often feel, feel like God speaks to me through my dreams sometimes. And Mm. I woke up the next day and was like, I need to go vegan. And I did. I just, there, there was no middle ground for me between, you know, pescatarian, which would have been going vegetarian and then vegan, because the only thing that i I would have eaten that would have made me vegetarian would have been eggs um, because I can't do dairy anyway. Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. done dairy. And so, but sometimes eggs, the smell of them make me nauseated. Um, mm-hmm. And so that would have been the only thing that I would have eaten to make me vegetarian. And I said, well, there's no point in just going vegetarian just so I can have an egg here and there. So I just said, I just went straight vegan and I've been feeling great. Okay. So. Hmm. Where did you, how did you figure out, I guess, I mean, you said you weren't like, there wasn't very much that you were eating before that made a difference, but um, where do you, like, how do you start making a grocery list that doesn't include like all sorts of stuff that you didn't eat before? Um, Well, the, well, so really it wasn't hard. The only thing that I would have eaten that the only thing that would have been was just fish and eggs and everything else was just veggies and fruit. So how long have you been a pescatarian? Nine years. Mm. And before that, you just ate, you were just an omnivore? Right. Before that, I ate chicken and turkey. Okay. And then that was it. Okay. And so, so the the transition to just go pescatarian wasn't that hard because I only ate fish and turkey. Um, And so that was the only thing that I had to drop, um, and then I did, you know, pescatarian for now, this wasn't the first time I've gone down the vegan train, but the difference between this time and the times before was that I really did extensive research in terms of making, ensuring that I get the in, the proper nutrients, the vitamins and the minerals that I need on a daily basis and knowing what supplements to take to make sure that my health, you know, that um, everything that I need to sustain good bone health and things like that, um, continue that I continue to get those and researching what fruits and vegetables and other combinations of things that I can add to my diet I could utilize to ensure that I'm properly nourishing my body and so that was the big difference that I did this time versus the last two times I tried to go vegan where I ate a bunch of junk food processed foods things because there are so many vegans that are unhealthy and I didn't want to be that vegan you know, mm. there's a lot of vegan restaurants, especially in the DMV area, that are just, it's like vegan soul food, but it's really just unhealthy, you know. Um, mm. And while every once in a while I'll partake in some of that, because, you know, it is good, um, I have to be careful because I can't have soy. And so I'm just like, you know, I just, I just need to, the best way that I can eat is to cook my own food at home. Right. So all the time, that's what I do. I cook my food take my lunch every day, take my breakfast if I leave the house with breakfast. And if I'm somewhere and I need to eat dinner, I might pack my dinner. 
Is it an expensive lifestyle? Not at all. Actually, it's cheaper because being pescatarian was more expensive. Eating fish and salmon all the time. That stuff is expensive. Um, you know, cause I could spend twenty, thirty dollars on salmon for the week. Whereas now I could, you know, and that's just for in one meal for the week, um, just for the, the, the fish. Whereas now I can mm. spend $20 on a ton of veggies and make it in, in a million different combinations to have something different and add a different sauce each day and feel like I have a different meal. Um, and so what kind of, um, like what's your, like an easy go-to meal? Stir fry. Mm. Stir fry. I just cut up a bunch of veggies and toss them in and toss in some liquid aminos and maybe some, um, like a barbecue sauce or something like that. And, and there you have it. And I can put that on top of some rice. Um, yeah. Stir fry is so very quick and easy. You, so when I come visit you, I'm a vegan for that time. I'm with you. I'll ma- no, I mean, I can, I'll make you some fish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can rock with that. So yeah, but um, I don't know. It's been, Ooh, it's been pretty good. And those me. those v- those vegan chicken wings that you sent me that picture of, I'm still obsessed with. I have to eat. Yes, that. I'll take you to the spot. It's called Everlasting Life. You hear that, readers? Check out Everlasting Life. I mean, uh, Foxhall. Well, readers, Foxhall, <laughs> check out the spot Everlasting Life. Because let me tell you something. She sent me a picture of some damn chicken wings as tofu and i said what sold i want to i want to try it and there's a lot of spots though that like if you go to different restaurants and you look there there are a lot of restaurants now that are catering to vegan diets um mm-hmm. might like i said not the healthiest but they um but then when you go to a restaurant what is healthy um and they have a lot of now options at different restaurants now that have vegan options that you can try. You might actually find a restaurant, you know, in your hometown where they might have those wings. Oh, I'm gonna have to go on the hunt. Trust me. Trust me. So yeah. Uh, karaoke obsession for you. You know, I am torn this week between Meghan Markle drama and Beyonce's Ivy Park clothing line. Oh my god, those orange boxes are cracking me up. People doing that on I, social media. I understand that people love Beyonce, but I feel like people have taken a real leave of their senses, a complete and total leave of their senses. Karaoke, don't have that the, the Bay Hive coming up Look, in here. Dragon, I'm sorry. Dragon. Y'all y'all can fight me on this shit all day. But I saw a picture of somebody who looked like they were wearing like full fur flip-flops. Mm. And <laughs> like that's it's, it's not okay. I don't well, care. That was, I don't care well, who is designing it. I don't I'm not a fashionista by any means. I don't care if Beyonce makes it or Louis Vuitton. Full fur footwear is unnecessary. And I stand by it. It doesn't matter who makes it. In the summertime, right? right? I stand by by what I just said. So fight me. I'm sorry. 
Um, like, oh, my feet are hot. It's 100 degrees, but I got on my first slippers because, you know, I want to be cute. And it's just like with all like the, the orange and the stuff just doesn't seem to go together. And that was like, my the biggest colors problem. are crazy. That and... was my biggest problem with it. Like, why did you choose burgundy and orange as your yeah and i'm like i mean if if i got a box of clothing from b i'm i'm gonna say thank you i'm not putting it on i'm not taking no pictures (laughs) in it if it looks a mess i sorry i saw alicia keys wearing one of the ensembles and i said um yeah (laughs) no the um (laughs) reese witherspoon did um her video she was like oh what's this in the mail and so then she tried on some of the outfits and i was just like oh those look kind of crazy but now a lot of stars are like showing off the pieces that they got in the boxes and i'm just like why would you wear this why like i get it it's beyonce but also you're in public i can see you but that just goes (laughs) to show how many people have a lack of just using their own brains and just their own identities you know that people idolize other people not realizing that these celebrities are just people and you don't have to follow behind them you can use your own brain and judgment (laughs) i love i love when people are cursing out people for a celebrity that they've never met they've never worked with they don't they don't personally can call and text they're just flipping out on you and it's like uh, I come in peace. Because what did I tell you, I mean, um, Jamari, when we were talking about, oh, I forget, I think it was the whole, what the two rappers, Nicki Minaj and, and uh, Cardi, Cardi B. B. Cardi B. And, and one of the fans of, of Nicki Minaj said that they hope Cardi B's daughter dies. And I that said, like, what, what in the world is wrong Like, why would you type that out loud? Why would you say that out loud? That's yeah. so disrespectful. Like, nothing. I mean, it, it really... when, it, when you thought about that, like, when that thought crossed your mind, nothing in your mind said, that's not right. <laughs> right. Because no matter how much you dislike a person, you don't with, wish death on them never mind their children like what you do their children you, have to do with this whole feud on top of that you don't know this person so why are you getting so amp over like what why are you blacking out for a, a stranger right okay right like you have no Good, dog in this fight you don't that. know these people i mean you have made them the millionaires that they are but that is the end of your relationship there's no reason to be wishing ill on people's children and yet you don't know where your next right. meal is coming from right let me tell you something <laughs> i i love me some rihanna we are from the same country love her dearly but at the end of the day, I'm not fighting any battles for Rihanna because she has a publicist. That's one. Two, even if I knew Rihanna, um, I'm respectfully not going to jump over a table for her if someone has an opinion about, oh, I don't like her music or she's not my cup of tea. That's not my problem. My problem is I like Rihanna. That's all. That's it. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to be going extra. Like we're not going to be having full blown battles online over Rihanna. Like right. it's not that serious. And I'm sure she'd look at me like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> like I need you to get it together. And okay, so my other obsession was um Meghan Markle. Um I for the record do not get caught up in the lives of celebrities and the royal family. Um but Google seems to keep wanting to tell me about Meghan Markle. 
this week and last week. Um, so I'm like, okay, fine, Google. I'll read your stupid article. Um, so <laughs> Meghan Markle and whichever one of the princes she married, they have decided that um, they're not going to go by their royal titles and they use royal money, which comes from the UK government, to like refurbish their house and stuff like that. So they have decided that they're they're kind of stepping down from being royals Uh and they repaid Uh $3 million to the country for the federal funding that they received for the house and everything. And one of the things that they've said is that the media has treated them very unfairly and there may be some issues of race behind it. And I go, what the hell does that even mean? So I just found out last week that Meghan Markle is partially black you just um, found that out you didn't know that you just found that out that. um because again i do not follow these people like i don't know them so i don't really care about them um and I then like... i went because i've seen pictures of her and i just kind of thought that she was like well tanned like i didn't think that she was biracial and i was like oh okay so then i'm like okay well they're claiming racism what's this about racism and and other stuff and um so she's having this whole moment of um people picking on her and uh, at first i was like "Mm, probably not um like you're just like a famous person throwing a fit but then i started looking into (laughs) it and the newspapers are grimy okay um so there's this one article, there's, there's a whole bunch, but there was this one article that I was reading that did a comparison of um, how the same publication will treat what Kate Middleton was doing versus what Meghan Markle was doing. And they are really mean to this girl. And like we were just, I'm not going to jump over a table for her because she probably has full security. Um, but I really, I was like, that's just mean. So when there's an article about um, with Kate Middleton and she's pregnant and the headline of the paper says pregnant Kate tenderly cradles her baby bump. Um, And then there's pictures a year later of Meghan Markle pregnant. Why can't Meghan Markle keep her hands off her bump? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Like, and there's so many and they're from the exact people ignorant, right? They're from the exact same newspaper. And it's like you know, everything that she does that um you know like because she's half black are they are they giving her right. drama because she's half black and or they I don't, don't know like and that's the whole thing so that's what what she and and Harry have said um is that they don't know if it's racial if it's because like it's she's jealousy. the second what like yeah I but, mean she's and it's she's so the, she's very gorgeous so I could see why they'd be attacking her because none of those other ladies are even remotely attractive well, no. well, I mean, Kate, to me. Kate's pretty yeah it, no it's, it's just jealousy it's jealousy cute. that this black woman because anything mixed with color is if you gotta color. drop right so this black woman and her very black mama are now all up in the royal house the royal palace all over the place and now they have brought this child into the world that is of color mm-hmm. and you have all these women who just always hoped and dreamed that they would get a chance with, I don't know which prince it is, Harry, John, whatever. They, you know, they all hope to get this chance. And they're like, you know, I'm pretty and and I'm white and I'm this and I'm that. But then, you know, this black girl from the U.S. comes and pops up and all of a sudden he wants to be with her. 
And so now you just have, it's no different. It's racism, you know, and it's no different than racism before or when we you saw, you know, things where a black, a, a white person would say, oh, that black kid did this to me. And then all of a sudden they are dragging him out of the house and killing him. And he's 15, Emmett Till. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's no difference than that. So they're dragging her because of jealousy and it's racism. It's just pure racism and hatred. And it is just, it's super petty and it's so like, so blatant. And I'm like, how is this allowed? Like, I mean, I don't know if it, if the laws are different and because she's royalty, she can't sue them. But I was just like, like I was reading these articles and my feelings were hurt for her. Like, I mean, even on like, they were talking about um, how sweet it was when, William gave Kate an avocado because she was pregnant and having morning sickness and the avocado made her feel better. Um, But then when Meghan Markle was eating avocado when she was pregnant, they're like, it's linked to human rights abuse and drop. And I'm like, (laughs) it's a fucking avocado, people. Come all the way down. And it's just like, I'm like, wow, but like y'all are really, because sometimes, you know, I'm not like, um, I don't, I'm not one of those people who is like, racism is everywhere every day um but this i'm reading and i'm like i i can't i can't even argue this one like what other reason would you have to be against her like this and for the pettiest shit i'm so bad at these like this is happening because i don't really follow her and this nor so do I, I. That's what I'm saying. Like Google for the last two weeks, Google has like Google. Every time I cut my phone on on the like the Google news feed, it's like let me fill you in on all things Meghan Markle, and I'm like, no, Google, no, no. Fine, Google, fine. Just show me. Just show me. Well, my my two question, my two things about her. Uh, one, they named their child Archie. I was very confused <laughs> why you named your child Archie because that's now, a real name. Oh, it's a royal name. Mm-hmm. It is, but but I think okay. that it was like that. It was Archie, not like short for Archibald, but just Archie. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like now, let me. I know an Archie. He's black. Okay, I know an Archie. What's his real but, name? Archie. Yes. Okay. But he's cool as fuck. You know what I mean? Um. But when she named her child Archie, I was like, oh, okay. So this is a thing. Okay. Cool. Yeah, see, I don't uh, know any Archies me at either. all. Um, I've but met, I just it always I met a black struck one, me and as I was the like, kind of oh, name that's okay. a nickname. I, I met a black one. I was like, oh, okay, your name is Archie. All right, cool. But it fits his 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 flow, I guess. Whatever. But when she named her child Archie, I guess maybe I was expecting you know something a little bit more royal, different royal, I guess. And then the second thing is. She met him on a blind date. Like, your friend is like, yo, I, I want to introduce you to someone. And she's like, okay, cool. And you meeting the prince, a uh, 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 prince of England. Like, what is that can conversation I like? Right. Like, I want to hook you up with someone. Okay, cool. Who are you going to help me up with? Uh, just wait. I'm going to bring him over Harry, the house. My friend Harry, you'll love him. He's so sweet. <laughs> but then you know you... what that shows you is, is that people are just people. Yes. True and that's just all it is people are just people and we put all these labels out and then and we and we 
we segregate people to say that this person is of a higher class and is, a, you know, and is better than, you know, all the other peasants around. And really, it's just he's just a person who mm-hmm. wants to be in a relationship, who wants love just like any other person. Yeah. But uh, still, I'm just saying, if any of my friends were like, let me hook you up with somebody and then come to find out that he's like some random millionaire, I'd be like, wait, how do you know? What do you? Huh? What? Right. And you I would better. definitely feel punked for a minute. And don't, don't, don't tell me you hooking me up with someone and they're coming through the door in an hour. I like, tell me you, tell me you gonna hook me up on a blind date so I could be prepared so that if I walk in the door and it's, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., I'm like, oh, okay, good. Let's get this party started. I got a haircut. I'm feeling fresh. Like, don't I mean, tell me. I feel to hook- like even if you're going on a blind date with some nobody, you should still get a haircut and put your best foot forward. I, like, I but believe- that's the thing. Don't yeah. step it up for Odell. Well, that's the thing. But I mean, like, let me know in advance that you're hooking me up with someone. Don't hook me up with someone and they're literally coming over in an hour. Like, I haven't, you know, like, I'm not in my place to give you a good first impression. Like, a lot of people be like, yeah, you know, I got a friend that I want you to meet and I told him about you and... He'll be here in 10, so go. (laughs) Like, like, okay, I, I, uh, right. You know what I mean? Like, I like to meet people and I like to be fresh and presentable, you know, give you my you know, my best face. So I want to, you know what I mean? Be ready, but don't tell me you hook me up with someone next, you know, I walk in the door, it's fucking, you know, the Prince of Wales. Cause I'm gonna be like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, what's your obsession this week? Well, let me tell you something. I have, I was going through like a serious little mini depression and I did not watch TV at all. So my obsession of the week is fucking good TV because I just started getting back into my TV groove. Boy, was I missing out on some good shit. Uh, Manny, I'm definitely going to get into Greenleaf today because I, I know you've been telling me. Yo, what the, I, you saw, watched, I saw the first episode that? of that. Oh my God, I'm behind. Yeah. But I, well, no, I have two episodes before the last, before the season finale that I need to get into. Um, I have been missing out. Like, I started watching Power again, and I was watching it like, wow, this actually got really fucking good. I got to get back into my Annalise Keating on how to get away with murder. You know, I love me some Annalise Keating. What was her, uh, Annalise Keating, what's her, what was her real name again? Anna May. Anna May. Good old anime. Cicely Tyson is her mom in that. Gotta get into that. Um, what is what makes good TV to you for both of you? I think it can be different, but as long as it's engaging in in some way. Like some shows I really get into because they're funny. Um, there are some shows like you might find a character that you can really relate to. Um or like if there's like a really good suspense, like some shows are really dumb. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tyler Perry might have this problem where you're like, oh my gosh, this is so stupid. I have to know how much stupider it's going to get. Yeah. Um, so okay. like, I don't like, there are lots of reasons that I will get completely involved in a TV show. And the reasons from like one show to the next don't make any sort of sense. The shows don't have any connection. I, um, 
one show that's supposed to be coming back this season or this year is a show called um, Friday Night Dinner. It's a BBC show about a Jewish family who has dinner every Friday night. And I find that show completely entertaining. Um, I'm going to try to, I'm going to ask you why. (laughs) Just because like, so they have this, so Jewish family, the dad is often topless. Huh? It's scripted? Yeah, it's scripted. Okay. Um, so the dad is almost always topless because he's hot. Um, the he's two brothers, hot, as in he's he, like temperature because... wise, he's like I'm okay. hot, so I had my shirt off so I can air out. Okay, I thought um, he had pecs and like abs. Oh God, no! And he's old. He's total dad bod. Um, like <laughs> like he's got like a little pooch. He's just like an old like sixty year old white guy. Like nothing appealing about this dude at all. Um, and then he'll like and he just does dumb stuff like he was in one episode he was cleaning out the garage and and the wife his the mom was like you need to throw away your back issues of some magazine and he was like no i can't because they're collector's items but he had them like on the floor they were like wet and whatever and so while he's telling his wife that he's gonna get rid of them he pulls his son out in the back alley and is like okay i'm missing series five so you have to buy me series five <laughs> like and don't tell your mom um and then they have the neighbor who's just like weird and always be like looking in the window and he's afraid of his dog. Like he's afraid of his own dog. <laughs> it's very, very bizarre. What um, the hell? <laughs> just, it makes... You lost me at BBC. <laughs> right. I, I lose a lot of people at BBC. But I really enjoy BBC programming. Like I realize their humor is a little different, but I, I there's a lot of BBC shows that I like. Um, but that one's really weird. Um but as weird as it is, I probably like that one like as much as I like something more commonplace like The Good Place or Insecure. Oh, no, so, I've heard about The Good Place. The Good Place was a good was good. I like that. Yeah, I gotta watch it. I heard it was good. Let me tell you something. Me and Miss Minnie will be on the phone talking about TV. Like these are real fucking people. We will be going in going the fuck in on these characters like they live down the street and we interact with them daily <laughs> that's how good that's good tv makes me talk about you yeah, like, no insecure. you talk about it too well clearly right, yeah. tyler perry tyler perry and that woman hawking a full louis in his face and I having a full that. that's so gross i think you, spitting is so gross it is very gross and uh, remember when um, when i called you jamari and i was telling you about um acrimony and i told you that oh I my had to god tell everyone that it was so bad they just had to watch it karaoke another tyler perry production but this was a movie so my biggest pro- question of that, it was with Taraji. My biggest problem I had with that movie was you went overboard. How did you manage to swim back to the boat with the gun? To have a moment. Imagine, like, I'm trying to figure out how she managed to fit into the wedding dress of the other lady who was clearly a different height and size. <laughs> That for and a good fit too. <laughs> and that she that she initially burned with acid. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> These storylines seem like they get real convoluted. <laughs> I realize I'm just hearing them like secondhand, but they sound confusing. And then, and then, and then I mean, 
listen, spoiler alert, but your dress gets caught up and you go under with the anchor. And I'm like, and then it was like, you're just floating. The end, credits. <laughs> just, okay. <laughs> Tyler, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. Mm, um, sure. <laughs> but good TV for me, I ha- when I get connected to characters and they do dumb shit and I'm just like, I got to talk about you. Mitty, what is your good... How, how do you define good TV? Well, you know me. I love me a good old psychological thriller. I'm all okay. in. Um, okay. Especially when you can tie it to a um, to a real story. Did you ladies like Scandal? Uh, scan- oh, you know, you know how I feel about things like that. You know, I couldn't get... I, I had to stop watching Scandal once once our girl Olivia became like this this damsel in distress you know I can't stand when a woman is so strong and then two seconds mm-hmm. later she's so weak and can't make a decision you know like that to me the writing the writing like that to me is bad writing too yeah, like, well you know as soon when I see something like that happen I, I am instantly turned off because my thing is if you're going to be a strong woman I need you to be that strong woman, even if you get in your tail beat. You need to play that same role throughout can, the show. But but can strong women get weak though? Yes, because... they can. But you but you can have a moment of weakness, not just completely turn weak like your whole identity has changed out of nowhere. True. So what about Anna, Anna May? Because Annalise, well, has she? I don't think. Has she gone weak? Because I feel like she's she, so manipulative she, at times. She, it's like she's gotten weak. Um, because her drinking and whatnot is which is show is what shows that she's weak, but she's she's so arrogant and narcissistic that she's never let other people think that she's weak. Uh, and so that's amazing. what I like about her. And she's Viola like, Davis I know I'm insecure and I know I'm lonely and I know I hate my life right now, but you gonna go kill that man for me. <laughs> it's like that though. <laughs> It's like that. My hands are clean, but they killed them. <laughs> Those pesky kids that I that run around me, they killed them. Um, but have you, um, uh, Minnie, have you seen Mindhunter? Yes. That was really that, good. Yeah. That was good. Like, so, well, what was about me that I can get asked if I watch Mindhunter? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll take it if you've seen it, but I asked Minnie specifically because she said that she likes psychological, psychological thrillers really. and if they can be tied to a to a real a real event. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, Mindhunter is about this FBI agent. Is who, that the one on Netflix? Yeah, yes. it's on Netflix, and he he goes and he starts talking to he. Um, it's a it's the, a, based on the true story of the FBI agent who kind of invented. Uh, serial killer profiling mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. going to talk to serial killers and figure out not just that they killed somebody, but why? Like, what was your What's upbringing? Their motive? What made you do this? Mm-hmm. How did you feel I've, I've heard before, during, show. and after? And what? And what but made that you? Sounds like it will scare me. No, it's but it's so good because it's very real. It's real, and there are serial killers who have killed so many people that there are bodies that are still consider cold cases they're unaccounted for you know and there are serial killers that are sitting in jail now who still has have not told how many people they've killed or the location of the bodies that they've had 
that's scary yeah and then and there are some of them that are i mean clearly they're crazy because they've commit they've committed so many murders but when you talk to them or when this guy he's talking to them and they're very like calm and and rational and explaining what they did and the the one guy who was like he killed his mom and then he had sex with her skull like he explains it like <laughs> very calmly okay. like this is the sort of thing that you do every day okay and so okay. it's just like wait yeah. wait a minute wait what did you say could you back up because you said that really calmly but can we back up to the words please <laughs> And then that just keeps in mind that, you know, serial killers are sociopaths. They they lack empathy. They lack understanding of of emotion. And so they really only respond and react based on what they've learned from other people. And so mm-hmm. whereas they say these things to you, you know, yeah, you know, I killed my mom and then I, you know, had sex with a skull. They don't understand how just, that how crazy that sounds to somebody right. else. Like they know, yeah, they know to, they know that it's crazy, but they don't have the feeling behind it being crazy. They just know that it's crazy because other people's reactions to what they've said is crazy. Yeah. And a, and a sociopath and a psychopath is the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But just understanding that all sociopaths and psychopaths are not murderers. And that's what like, a lot of people in apparent and in successful positions are sociopaths yes, or are. psychopaths, and they're they're not murderers. They're just heartless, really. They just have no feeling. They just go through what they go through. I think I've met a few of those. I think I've met a few, but they're yeah. successful because of that. That's because why they're, they're very, successful. They're very they... charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things with the ones who do kill people. Because I was telling someone, I don't know if this was me and karaoke discussed this on a past podcast or having a conversation. But one of the things that from all of the crimes that have happened with when serial killers were like the thing, they people were very trusting in those times. Like women would just be like, oh, my 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 um, my laundry isn't working joe around the corner he fixes it i'll just have joe come over and you know he'll fix it and then joe is actually the killer and kills her you know what i mean i think ashton kutcher's friend was killed that way Mm. um yeah so i don't know shows like that kind of creep me out i'd watch it probably with my lights on Mm -hmm. it's two (laughs) o'clock in the afternoon just so then afterward, I could, you know, watch the Care Bears or some cartoon so I could <laughs> kind of get that thought out of my mind. Because that happened when I watched, um, I watched Amityville Horror. I will never forget it. Three o'clock in the morning. Boy, did I have to go put on a Jennifer Lopez movie right after just to get me back to where I need to be so I could go to sleep. Because that was scary to me. I want to watch this show called Handmaiden's Tale, but everyone I talked to is like, mm, that's too depressing for me. Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> so, well, you know what? But a so lot of people good. that I've said said it's a real good show. It is so good. No, people... Um, one of my good friends, Poe, shout out to Poe, she was like, oh my God, you have to check this show out. But then I was talking about it to someone else and they were like, oh God, no, that show is way too depressing. But, I mean, I like my good emo shit. This Is Us. Definitely. Oh gosh, yes. Oh my god, I just caught up on all of the episodes. Wow, that got really good really quick. Okay, well don't tell me because I slacked off and I think I only got into like the second episode of the second season. Can I just tell you I can't stand Kate? Why? She annoys me. Okay, don't don't oh. don't, don't let Jamari tell you anything further. 
No, 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 no. no. I'm talking. I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it. Like she hasn't done anything. Just her character from the seasons one, two, and three. She's just terrible to me. Um, my favorite is Beth. I love Beth. Beth oh, and yeah. Rebecca. I love them. They are my favorite characters on that show. And Rebecca Beth is strong to me. So I can understand Minnie's point that if Beth was to turn weak, I'd be like, mm, mm-mm. This yeah, is I not like I like Beth's um she's real protective, but she's real she's supportive and calm, but really oh, strong. Like I when she that. had when she went and she went and go to talk to um to the grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um in the it was in the first first season. Um Yes, but Minnie, when she we're was not like, spoiling. I feel like something's going on and it's affecting my family and I need to talk to you about it and it's going to be awkward, but we're going to have this chat. And I was like, all right, cool. She, she's, she's who I'd be in a relationship. I'm all about the good confrontation just to make sure that things can be smooth. So yeah. I like her energy. See, and I'm not really confrontational. Like I would be like, this is really like something really awkward is happening, but I'm going to wait for somebody else to discuss it. I'm not, I'm not a confrontational person. I want everything to be worked out, but I don't want to start the argument about it. Do you think, would you marry a Randall if you were, if a Randall was trying to talk to you? Probably. And you were not married right now? Probably. <laughs> to throw that in there. Right. That's a good looking black man. <laughs> but I like his, I just, to me, he comes off like a dork. And I think that's, he's very like passionate and how he was raised. He was very much into education, very much into the other two. I can't, but he was very much into, I want a good life. I came from a really messed up circumstance, even though Rebecca and the husband who, I mean, what what's his name again? Um, mm. Oh, Jack. Jack has got to be the perfect husband. Just his storyline. He is the perfect husband. But, you know, Randall came from, he was adopted. So he's, and he's black in this white family. He's black. (laughs) He's black. (laughs) You know, so he had to get his whole life together. And I just love his dorky ways. I think he's so sexy. But yeah, Beth is, Beth is my homegirl. Kate can't stand her. And Kevin, he gets on my last nerves. But yeah. Good TV. That's my obsession of this week. Okay. Oh, and a, a slight obsession. I just discovered that with Google Assistant, you could have Issa Rae be the voice. Really? <laughs> yeah. And there is that. Listen, don't don't judge my little nerdiness that I I I have. Okay, just let me be me. I mean, you we just talked that. about it. Can I be me? Yeah. Can I be me? Yeah. I'm introducing you as Jamari. Hi, I'm Jamari, and I like weird shit. Okay. You you, boo. <laughs> so we had a great podcast this week. I want to give a huge, huge shout out to Miss Minnie joining us on our. She's our first guest for our first on our live podcast. <laughs> she was absolutely amazing. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm glad that you, you know, I was able to reel you in because you were definitely giving resistance. But I was like, we're gonna work on her. You gotta fight against the cause. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope everyone has an amazing week. Anything? Are you guys doing anything this week? Working. Okay. Rehearsal. Mm, me unemployed. So I hope that you guys uh, have a great, great week. 
and uh, we will see the foxhole next week. Uh, thank you for joining us and goodbye. Thank you. Wait, we, we, um, and we would really love to hear from you. So leave oh. us a voice message at the link in the show notes and subscribe. Um, we have Please applied subscribe. to um, to be published on some other podcast players. Um, but if you have a particular Ooh. place that you like to listen to podcasts besides Anchor, um, let us know. Um, call the link in the show notes. Let us know. And we will try to get our podcast listed on there, too. So you don't have to listen to podcasts in multiple different places. I agree. I agree, because I would love it if you guys could just click, you know, Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Yeah, because there's a lot of different podcast podcasts, players. Huh? And um, and I know this, I think like it's, um, we can check this and, and most people listen to it on on Anchor, which is fine if you're not a podcast listener. But I know that some people, you can listen to your podcast and your music in the same place. And if people are already doing that, um, nobody needs one more app on their phone. Right. We don't need one more app. We don't need one more streaming service. Right. We just want to keep things as simple as possible. Simple as possible. But yeah. Um, So thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.